Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quibble, known to my friends as Marv. This is another one of those special shows that's for the Christmas period where a few of us are going to chat about uh, all sorts of things film-related this time, including uh, Christmas films, which will be interesting for two of us because we've already discussed our top five Christmas films already in another show. Um, But anyway, uh, first up... um, who seems to be uh, slowly but surely becoming my uh, my co-host on these uh, these shows from uh, Live Life Loud, the Decibolic podcast, Dave Belknap. How are you, Dave? Doing well, Marv. Thank you so much for letting me be on again. I'm almost feeling a little guilty that I'm on this. That's so much. <laughs> but things are going well. I'm in the midst of just getting my, my third episode up, my... Uh, uh, which should be up uh, definitely, hopefully by the uh, the second one will be up and running by the time this airs. Uh, my first one just debuted uh, as we were starting this recording. So it's a very exciting time for me. That's cool. And we've also got uh, with us uh, Adam Kent and Craig Busek from Adam and Craig's Guilty Pleasure Cinema. How are you guys? Oh, very good, Martin. Thank you very much. Very well. Feeling festive. Thank you. Well, as you should, this this date, uh, should we give away the date? You know, 15th of December, and you'll get the episode uh, at the weekend. So, um, yeah, I feel better know. already because Animaniacs, two years from the time that they write it to the time it actually hits television. So, you know, if it only takes you five days, then you're ahead of the curve. <laughs> that's true that's true and when it gets edited i'll make it sound that good that i actually come out as being a decent presenter any episode that starts with a strong animaniacs reference i am very happy with thank you for that yes Not enough people talk that. about the animaniacs and they should so what are you up to uh, at the moment with your own show so uh today we just released uh air force one starring uh Harrison ford uh, that's actually, I think, one of our better episodes, actually. I think uh, as we've grown and we've gotten used to the uh, formats of our of our podcast, I feel that actually we're starting nailing down the pattern, nailing down the... Because I think, as we've, as we've spoken previously, Martin, where we sometimes do waffle on a little bit and we'll go for hour, you know, two-hour, three-hour sessions, where obviously we try to condense it down to an hour, uh, so I, I feel that as we sort of uh, get more experience, we'll start to sharpen up a little bit. Um, and with that today, we've just finished recording our own Christmas episode. So uh, that will be hopefully released within the week before yep. Christmas. And I think we are going to try and do Daylight. The Sylvester Stallone classic. That's right. Yep, start uh, the new year with a bang. That's the one. So yeah, we're going to try and nail that one down to for tonight. Nice. That's great. So, um, do you all listen to any other podcasts, you know, that are related to films, or you know, and, and what do you think of them? Uh, do you want to go first, Dave? Yeah, Dave does a does a music podcast, but yeah, go on, Dave. Do you, what, what do you think of? I always thought it was an open for all of us. Yeah. Karen. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I was. I was giving. I always like to give preference to somebody else who's just come on, or somebody people I love listening to what what they have to say. But so for me, uh, other other podcasts regarding tele, uh, 
movies and such. Actually, uh, my guilty pleasures are a couple that appear on uh, YouTube that are more uh, lampooning or uh, having some fun at the expense of B-Flicks. One comes out of Pennsylvania called Good Bad Flicks. And the other one is a gentleman named Brandon, who I can't remember the last name of, but he does a lot of coverage of horrible B-movie cinema and uh, just has uh, a lot of fun pointing out the deficiencies in either plot or effects or other uh, inconsistencies in those shows. So I'm looking very much forward to hearing some that are a little more on the serious side, especially if it comes to Harrison Ford. That uh, piqued my interest the minute I heard that. So I am very much looking forward to listening to that episode myself. Oh, awesome. Uh, as for myself, uh, We Hate Movies is the one I will religiously listen to. It's actually the only podcast I Patreon subscribe to. Uh, Cinema Swirl, How Did This Get Made? And Mostly Nitpicking are the other big ones. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't actually listen to any other movie podcasts. It sounds really bad. But... He doesn't even listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm very kind of I would I'd say one eclectic, but it's um so I put my two favourite podcasts. I'm gonna sound so basic when Joe I say, Rogan. I do like listening to Joe Rogan. Um I like listening to like him talking with athletes and things like that. because uh, I really find it quite fascinating to hear about athletes in different sports and how they prepare and a lot of the psychology behind uh performance. And I really like listening to the old school wrestling podcasts. Uh, hosted by Jay Hunter. Uh, so it's one of those things, it's like almost like I listen to so many things, watch so many things on YouTube. Actually, something kind of stretch time to listen to podcasts that I find quite difficult. And that's probably the worst thing to say <laughs> as a podcast. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't like podcasts. <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've, I've had a couple where I've had to listen to them for information, and that 1.5 speed is a godsend. Oh, good shout, actually. I might have to try that. Speed, You're like a skinny speed. chef. I speed. Yeah, I trust you. Yeah, I speed a speed run through some podcasts. It's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, I sometimes use one and off speed occasionally. Um, yeah, there's so many different types of show out there about you know about films because not all of them are the same as yours, Adam and Craig. Where you watch a film and then you discuss the film, uh, you, you get some that are. Uh, like we've mentioned, hope, hopefully she'll she'll join us sometime in, in the conversation. But that one I mentioned to you before we started recording, uh, film film bug, uh, yeah. J- Justine. She's a she's a filmmaker herself, and that is basically about talking to the people that have made made films, normally independent and short based films, but uh, and getting the the lowdown on how they how they made those films, and for the most part, they're their first experience of making films. So you get all the pitfalls and the things that they had to go through, where they made mistakes, where they've learned lessons. Uh, so you get that sort of show, the show like yours, and then you get the professional shows that are, you know, all about what's on at the cinema at the moment and then giving reviews and this and that. So there's all different types of shows about films. So what what do you what do you think about, about the whole thing of it uh, I, th- I think I think personally, it's a good. It shows that the good thing about podcasting is that you can get a niche. So, what what's your opinion on that, um, Craig? Hey, well, no, I, I'll, I'll take it. it. Uh, yeah, I okay, take it. 
Um, I, I do love that the fact there is a lot of diversity out there because I feel that with our sort of uh, slice of the market in terms of capturing an audience, it is more based on our chemistry between me and Craig. Uh, and with the movie choices that we go for, they definitely have a more sort of nostalgic uh, taste for us. So a lot of the movies that we pick and that we select are movies that we grew up with, you know, in our sort of early teens, early adulthood. So it has a little bit more passion behind some of the, the episodes, things that we talk about. Because at the end of the day, we are doing these episodes because we enjoy doing them. And I would feel that uh, Craig, uh, I think I've, uh, we spoke beforehand, talked about Craig's background. He's a very accomplished screenwriter. Um, we kind of almost stay away uh, from that a little bit because I think just talking about work <laughs> would probably uh, bore you a little bit, wouldn't it, Craig? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as for me, I love it. I love the fact that there are so many different podcasts that are film talk podcasts. Because when I discover a film, and not necessarily like a new release, but an old classic, I want to see how many people, how many podcasts have done an episode on that so I can get five, six, seven points of view on it. Much the same as if you read, you know, eight or nine different newspapers on a story or a film review, you want to get a you know, fully well-rounded opinion with Obviously, podcasting, you get much more of a personality to what's being released. Um, and that also helps me discover the podcasts that I want to go back to time again, time and time again. The ones I've mentioned earlier are the ones that kind of were the separation of wheat from chaff early on, where I went, okay, I'm going to have to keep listening to you because I've laughed out loud five times in 10 minutes, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, the the mass of film podcasts that there are just leads to more voices talking about sometimes more and sometimes the same film. And I think it's great. Yeah. I think you made a good point with the, uh, the fact of the relationship that you've both got and the rapport that you've both got. Uh, I think that's, that's an important thing as well, where people would be, they're out there looking for a show that, um, that resonates with them. And uh, so they, they would then resonate with your personalities and the way that you two are because uh, just the way that you chat with each other. And I think that's the initial one, at least, where the presenter, you might listen to a show and think, I quite like that presenter. I'll listen to it a bit more and a bit more and a bit more. And I think that is what causes that. That's what creates the individuality in each show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and like, like you said, what, what you're approaching as well, because well, uh, I think we've already mentioned before the show that, um this this certain films that you talk about that that resonate with me like the judge dreads and the fact that they are those guilty pleasure films because i'm i'm personally a lover of those sort of you know the commandos uh the the time cops and these films that are i mean i mean they're, they're not they're not oscar winning films which is good because most no. oscar winning <laughs> I find it i find most oscar winning films a bit boring really but um but yes you know so there's that level to it where you're going to get the the Stallone fans and the well, hopefully, and the Schwarzenegger fans and the the Van Damme fans and those sort of people, and possibly Seagal if you want to go to his sort of thing. But you know, there, I've, I've let my own opinions be known there, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> now, I think you've tapped into a, one of the big conversations that we have before we do an episode as well, which is 
Is this a good film? No. Did we enjoy it? Yes. Okay, guilty pleasure. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, the, yep. the obvious ones being, I mean, Air Force One isn't a good film. But it's not, but it's so much fun. And that's just the discussion we have as to whether or not it's going to cut the mustard as for us yeah. to talk for two, three hours on it. I think we do suggest sometimes some movies and we go, actually, do you know what? That doesn't quite fit the brand. In the yeah, sense that, that actually, no, that actually is a good film. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, like I said, it's that sort of film where a lot of people like that sort of film or, you know, have, have that love for that and it, it just naturally hits... And and calling calling it guilty pleasures as well, I think I think that works really well as as well. I think that pulls people in. Definitely. Well, we hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. So, anyway, what what memories of Christmas have you got? Specifically, Christmas films, uh, Adam. Um, so, uh, as I said, we've just uh, finished uh, talking about that on our own uh, Christmas episode, and I feel for myself that uh, there's there's two ways that I, I think about it. I think about it as almost like in a traditional sense, like what do I do every year? And the reason why I do it every year uh, is because I love watching uh, a Christmas movie, not only because it's a good movie, but for the fact that it fills me with nostalgia. So I, me and Craig both agree that the best Christmas movie ever made is uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol, hands down. Yep. Uh, simply, simply for the fact that um, a not only the production value on it is astounding, all the puppetry is amazing, but just the uh, the chemistry between uh, Gonzo and uh, Rizzo Rizzo. Rat, yeah, it's awesome uh, the way they narrate and take you through the story. Great acting from Michael Caine, but it's because it's such a great childhood movie, and it's a timeless classic story it's as well. Great yeah. timeless classic. Uh, it, it's a good feel. It's a it's a good feeling when you watch that movie because it almost says transcends and takes you back to that time when you first watched it, or you know, say so you build memories around those movies. Mm. Um, I'll probably say the other one for me is the Nightmare Before Christmas because uh, I've traditionally always watched that movie right on Christmas Eve, and it's something that I've uh, used to help me fall asleep just for the level of excitement that I have for Christmas. That sometimes obviously you can find it quite difficult to get to sleep as a child. So for me, it's a quite a comforting movie in that sense. So for those two movies, yeah, I would say that those are my sort of uh, movies to go to in terms of thinking about the experience and uh, excitement when it comes to Christmas movies. Yeah, before before anyone before we carry on, I'll just point out that um, me, me and Dave, we have already gone through our films because last week we were supposed to do a, a show about Christmas films and nice. then it just turned out being me, Dave and Gil none of whom do film-based shows and we were the only ones who turned up and because we'd actually come up with our top five list already we still went ahead and did did them the top five films and um, what are your top five films out of curiosity oh oh blimey that's on a different piece of paper (laughs) and in a different episode um oh what did we come up with i think i came up with it's a wonderful life at five Cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh, crikey. Like I said, you've put me on the spot there. Thank you on the spot. Thank, thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, where's, the, where's the thing? 
So I came up with It's a Wonderful Life at five, The Santa Claus at four. Nice. Cool. Strong. You know, the uh, Tim Allen film. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation at three. You know, I've still never seen that. Really? Elf yeah. At, oh, yeah. All right. Wow. Uh, Elf at two. Cool. You know, with uh, Will Ferrell. Yep. Yeah, very well and then the Albert Finney version of Scrooge at number one. Uh, yeah, okay. Nice. Nice. That's actually quite a good list. Uh, Dave. <laughs> okay. De- if you're interested, Dave came up with Albert Finney Scrooge at number five. Yeah. A Charlie Brown Christmas at four. Go, go, go. Great show. A Nightmare Before Christmas at three. You've got great taste there, Dave. <laughs> Home Alone at two. Cool. Yes. And Elf at one. Nice. Okay. Strong. Yeah. The, the Home Alone and Elf are perennial favorites of uh, my wife and my kids. So it's one of those that we typically will watch one uh, on Thanksgiving and the other either the day before or the day of Christmas. And then our, our guilty pleasure, honorable mention. Uh, would be Jingle All the Way by the yeah. one and only Arnold. That is up there with uh, Peter Your Hoover. Speed yes. <laughs> right now. No, I was just mentioning that because we were saying about Scrooge, about there being so many different versions of Scrooge, and they've modernised it with Scrooge, you know, with the, with Bill Murray, and there's all sorts of ways you can go at it. It's, it's like the perfect story idea, really, that can be done in so many ways definitely as a matter of fact to that extent uh something that flew by on it was either twitter or on instagram uh recently for me was a uh one of the wrestling promotions is actually going to do a retelling of a christmas carol and i think somehow it, it revolves around chris jericho as being jericho claus or santa jericho or something strange I, like I that i'm definitely gonna have to check this out that's uh, right up my alley, that. It sounds like the sort of film that Bill Murray's character was, was making at the beginning of Scrooged. You know, <laughs> you know when he's got all those tanks and everything, with Santa having a tank, and I'm delivering these presents, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, here it is. TNT's AEW wrestlers to reenact the iconic scenes from A Christmas Story in celebration of a 24-hour marathon on December 24 and 25. Nice. Is that based on Christmas Carol, or is it based on the uh, the the film A Christmas Story, then, you know, that one oh, with that no. little boy? You know, you're right, my bad. Since it is a Christmas that. story. I was so thinking of it somehow being A Christmas Carol, but it is a Christmas story that it is based on. Cool. Because uh, one of the guys will be re- will be uh, doing the part of Ralphie, and then yep. you've got Mr. and Mrs. Parker, uh, Schwartz. The everybody is showing up apparently in this. So is someone going to be losing an eye then? Well, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. You, you, you know how it goes in wrestling. That's it. Yeah, I only watched that film for the first time last week, uh, A Christmas Story, and. Um, it's make when I watched it, I, I kept watching it. I kept thinking it reminded me of Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, I get that. I feel that, yeah. that that movie kind of flew by for us in the UK because I know it's a big sort of American tradition, like to watch that movie around Christmas. 
Yeah, I mean, I've never seen it. Yeah, um, we um, uh, Craig lives with uh, an American at the moment, and uh, she when we we're talking about Christmas movies, that's like her go to you know, a Christmas story. Mm. And me and Craig were like, yeah, we kind of know it. The kid that kind of looks like Richie Rich. Is that the one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. And that's it. And the only thing I know about that is he's looking to get that air rifle and he ends up shooting his own eye out or something like that. (laughs) Classic Christmas. There we go. That's it. Classic Christmas story. (laughs) Yeah. What what would be a a Christmas story without without a gun? Exactly. Well, yeah, I wouldn't be an American Christmas story, would it? <laughs> no. <that's... laughs> Apologies to any Americans we might have offended just now. <laughs> it's up to you what you do with your guns. Dear me. So you, you've sort of started touching on it. So your, your own personal Christmas viewing then, uh, Adam, what, what's, what does that involve? Uh, just in the movies I'll watch over Christmas or... Well, just in general, yeah, yeah. Is there anything that you really, you know, you have to? Oh, that's that's got to be, you know, I've got to watch that at Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. a bit like you know, some, some people watching Queen's Speech, which is a bit boring, or, or whatever. Or just just general viewing. What do you look for when you're trying to sort out what you're going to watch? Um, yeah, there is a, a, a kind of like a, an element of nostalgia for myself because I. It sounds silly. It's like you know what you like. You know what's going to give you that warm, fuzzy feeling over Christmas. And I will uh, select what's appropriate in terms of, A, a lot of the movies that my partner's not seen. Um, so yeah. I, I, I've mentioned before in the podcast that I feel like she's been slightly reclused in her life when it comes to watching movies. So I will uh, have to introduce her to things that I, um, A, obviously movies that me and Craig will be doing and uh, just movies in general that I think that she would appreciate. And we will sort of have a little bit of a uh, vice versa. She'll definitely uh, try and pull me in to watch movies that I probably wouldn't watch in my own spare time. And so for the Christmas, there's always going to be someone that wants to stick on Love Actually. Uh, my, my feelings are quite strong about that. <laughs> and uh, for myself, it will be, yeah, as I said, movies that I've grown up watching. So as much as I do love watching uh, a lot of Home Alone movies, uh, we'll have that debate between um, which is the better Home Alone. Number two is. Well, I, I think number two is as well. Uh, I know some people are quite strong about Home Alone 1 being the best movie. And obviously no one says Home Alone 3. No. Um, yeah. With that, uh, yeah, for terms of Christmas movies, as uh, said, like uh, from the ones previously mentioned, Muppets Christmas Carol, Nightmare Before Christmas, I do love Elf as well. Elf is a good movie. Um, again, I, I, Craig feels slightly indifferent about that. <laughs> uh, he he, uh, he doesn't believe that it could be anyone's actual favourite uh, Christmas movie. So it's quite interesting that you yourself... take my hot take away from me. <laughs> very interesting that you say that is your um so uh with that um my um we we have a section on our episode where we talk about uh non-christmas christmas movies so movies that are set at christmas that might not revolve around the themes of christmas you leave the weapons you die hard uh so for me batman returns yeah that's a yes great yep. shot and um yeah, just kind of like I'll throw in oddballs like that, just to kind of mix the it up. Poseidon adventure. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, what about yourself, mate? Uh, what Christmas staple watchings? Number one, Love Actually. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that got a bit of a... <laughs> yeah, but unlike, I've been in relationships for the past few years, uh, and unlike Adam, I enjoy being in mine, so I will watch Love Actually. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I, th- I think Love Actually is a film with great stories and terrible stories, and as long as you can get past Nick from my family going to America for an orgy, the rest of it's great. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol, always around the Christmas time, usually in the Christmas week, just I'm saving it all December, like building, building. It's like, all right, it's time. I think last year I went to see it at an open air screening um, near me, which was great. Um, and then I'll typically watch It's a Wonderful Life with my mum and dad because I go home for Christmas. And then Boxing Day, always the great escape. Yeah, good. Not a Christmas movie, but it's a Boxing Day tradition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like taking it slightly away. That's that's a bit like when me me and Dave uh, were a part of a. We've done one about Christmas music that came out today, and Mm -hmm. uh, Dave mentioned a song in that, and uh, because he mentioned uh, what a wonderful world, and he said because of the nostalgia of it, that's what makes it the number one Christmas song to him is because of the whole, because it, it's not about cr- Christmas, but it's a song that has that nostalgic feel to it. Yeah, I get that. And uh, just to show how good these two are, they've they've hit on the next bit that I was going to say, which is what makes a Christmas film. And suddenly they've gone that way, segued. They're professionals, <laughs> unlike me. We just had this debate in our episode titled What Makes a Christmas Film? Well, I can give you the, the numbers uh, the below. below. Um, it's definitely uh, for it has to, the plot has to revolve around the themes of Christmas. It cannot just be set yeah. Christmas. Because otherwise, you know, we, we had the debate about like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? It isn't because all the plot points about Christmas you can interchange with any other holiday. For example, him going to visit his wife because she's at a Christmas party, could be any party. It's just that they're estranged and then he's yep. going to pick her up. Mm. Just because they've got some jingle all the ways and some references to Christmas in it doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Whereas Miracle on 34th Street yep. is a Christmas movie, even though half of it's a courtroom drama, it's in, Santa Claus is pretty integral <laughs> to that movie. And the idea behind, and the themes behind Christmas play a huge part into the plot as well. So that's a perfect example of a Christmas movie. So for me, the answer is similar but different. So whilst not every film that's set at Christmas is a Christmas film, every film that's a Christmas film has to be set at Christmas. Yeah. So number one, it has to be set at Christmas. Number two, the biggest one, if you look at the entire list of Christmas films that there are, there has to be an arc of redemption for one of the main characters or all of the main characters. You're talking your Grinches, your mm. Ebenezer Scrooges, Kevin McAllister's. Um, Why isn't that, in a way, just every movie to a degree where there is an element of equilibrium, disequilibrium? Not, not at all, because Lost in Translation isn't redemptive. They don't end that film having learned how to appreciate the value of family and Christmas and holidays, they separate. <laughs> so no, absolutely not. I think the main, every Christmas film that is a Christmas film, including American on 34th Street, including Elf, yep. are characters that go, I'm going to change who I am because of the holidays, yep. because of the spirit of goodness of family, friends, and the festive season. 
Um, that, that's true. That's true. So, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry to, to to interrupt there. That's true. It, what you're saying is that you've got a a character who develops through the film. So they start at one place, mm. and then towards the end, in most of the really good Christmas films, they end up a changed person through the events that have led up to that end. I admit, like that's a common theme in a lot of films. Mm. Quite right, but it's the common theme in a Christmas film. So yeah. those things, having it at Christmas and having the to go through a redemptive arc, like I said, because of things that are holiday-based or to do with those holidays, mm. those three things, Christmas movie. Yeah, cool. Which is why yeah, I mean, there's no Christmas cool. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that I actually put a picture up of uh, Lethal Weapon in the... Because uh, I put up all these films that... I think I was asking people what their, their take on Christmas films was, and I put that up as a picture almost as a bit of a joke because I have the same thing with the, the Die Hard and the and the Lethal Weapon film where I think the films are based around Christmas, mm. but the films don't have to be based around Christmas for them to work. I mean, especially Lethal Weapon because the only reason why that is is because it's happening at Christmas time. Other than that, everything that happens in that film, all the, you know, chasing the, the drugs where they're coming from and every single mm. thing in it, that could happen at any time of the year and doesn't have to actually be at any point, any no, season a, either. It's a Shane Black classic. He loves setting his uh, action mystery movies at Christmas time. Uh, just for the contrast. The happy yeah, Long Kiss Goodnight, whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Long yeah. Kiss Goodnight, Iron Man 3, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, they're all there. Yep. They're all at Christmas. They are. So that, that takes us to then, since you've heard mine and Dave's top five Christmas films, mm. what are your top five Christmas films, Adam? Um, so I will go in from top to bottom then, because yeah, that's really easy to play for myself, I think. So uh, number one, uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol. Uh, number two, debatable whether Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. Like, because is it just a festive movie in terms of obviously it's Halloween and Christmas? So I, I would I'd like to think it's a Christmas movie. Uh, number three, I will um, say in terms of loosely Christmas movies, uh, you know, might not exactly be a Christmas movie, but I definitely got to put Home Alone, Home Alone Two up there. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that number four and five. I probably would have to go with something classic like It's a Wonderful Life. And I don't actually know. It's one of the things you I'm going to say. Like I don't actually life. like the movie. But one of the things I do like watching It's a Wonderful Life is watching it with my family. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like I can, it, it brings back that sense of, you know, uh, bonding over a movie and things like that. It's not, as I said, like, oh, I can switch off and not even pay attention to Jimmy Stewart and where all the money is and all that jazz. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, as I say, it's more the experience. It's like, uh, it, it's, for me, it just brings back a lot of good, fond memories. Uh, number five, uh, Curveball, Jingle All The Way. Wow, there you go. Davis, put your um, stand-aside one is his number five. Yeah. It's my, my runner-up. It is, yes. Yeah, go give Arnie some love. <laughs> exactly. Well, you have uh, to. Yeah, it's Arnie. Yeah. <laughs> so, Craig, what, what are your top five? Then I'm guessing you've got the same at number one. Number one, Muppet Christmas Cow every time. 
number two, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Number three, It's a Wonderful Life. Number four, and we can all debate on whether or not this is a Christmas film or not, but it's Gremlins. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yep. Number five is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, cool. Jim Carrey is the Grinch. Yeah. Jim Carrey. What, what do you think of the other versions of uh, the Grinch story? The Cumberbatch one. Yeah, there's that one, and then you've got the, um, the uh, oh, Chuck Jones one from the late nineteen from late nineteen fifties, early sixties. I think the cartoon one has its nostalgic place, and then I think the uh, Jim Carrey one just had Jim Carrey in it. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like it's a great Jim Carrey movie. I actually haven't seen the uh, latest one with Benedict Cumberbatch, um, but the original one, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot shorter, isn't it? Like 25 minutes or something. So it's, it's a good, like... Something like that, yeah. Sit down for dinner. Oh, we've just got time for an episode of something. Oh, we'll just chuck on the Grinch. It's lovely. But um, yeah, the hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes Jim Carrey one is great. Not only for the weird swingers part of the joke that happens, it's really subtle about an hour <laughs> Uh, just seeing a load of who's chucking keys into a bowl. Great. It's Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would say that Gremlin is a Christmas film because the Gremlin is a Christmas present. I agree. Which oh, automatically... Oh, oh, oh. Hang on a second. He's about, about to say that it could be a birth. He's about to say exactly. Yeah, it could be it could be any reason for gift giving. It's just the fact that it's been given a gift at Christmas. That's it. But it wasn't even released at Christmas. It was released in in, in the summer, I think, because I saw yeah. that and Ghostbusters on the same day, and I've just dated myself there. Uh, good knowledge, mate. Always always appreciate that. That's all right. It, it's it's actually a memory of mine. That is a, a good memory of. Me and my two older brothers both going, all three of us, I mean, going to the cinema together to go and watch one after the other, those two films. Uh, but other than that, I think, I think they're a great list. And uh, I remember somebody saying on another show, not mine, they said Nightmare Before Christmas. They actually have this uh, tradition where they'll, they'll watch it first at Halloween and then they'll watch it again on Christmas Day because they said that technically it's a Halloween and a Christmas film. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Because the film starts at Halloween, I think, at the beginning of the film, if I remember rightly, and at the end it's Christmas. I think yeah. that's right, is it? Yeah, that's uh, right. So, um, Cracker, we've got through all the points, have we? Oh, fantastic. Good job, everyone. Have we got through everything? That was quick. Yeah, we, yeah you've got the uh, only thing left is uh, advice centres, where to find us in the outro. It's true. Anyway, uh, start throwing out some general advice if you like. <laughs> go on, go on then. What, what advice would you give then in general? Danny Yellow Snow is the first one I have in my head as well. You know, if you want us to do a podcast, just do a podcast. It's really not hard, actually. Just talk in front of a microphone and see what happens. Yeah. Um, have, have someone that will sit down and do hours upon hours of editing while you sit at home on the couch watching movies. Yeah, <laughs> talk for three hours and then tell someone to cut it down to an hour. That's always a fun piece of advice to give to someone. Oh, I would love to have somebody editing my shoes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fitting yeah. that in between 70-hour working weeks. Uh, apart from that, major advice, 
watch the Muppet Christmas Carol. Everyone should, and it's amazing. In fact, if listeners want to watch every single version of Christmas Carol that's out there and then get back to us with your top five versions of a Christmas Carol. <laughs> so anyway, Adam and Craig, um, where, where can people find out more about you and your show? Um, well, we're mainly on Spotify, but we have obviously uh, all across different uh, podcast platforms. So we're on Google, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, um we are on instagram as well um so you can follow us at adam and craig's uh, gpc because we can fit that all in it's a very quite mouthful of a title <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah with that we upload every week as well so tuesdays or wednesdays just depending when i can get my act together or when craig actually cranks out the editing on the episodes and uh with that uh yeah we're starting to actually build quite a good little following as well starting to get a lot of banter going on our social media so Obviously, if you uh, if you enjoy this, if you enjoy the show, uh, come find us and drop us a comment, like, and subscribe. What he said. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. You see, that's why they're a team, is because they work perfectly together. <laughs> they know each other's place. That's it. No, no, you're all Craig. Yeah, we know the, we know the food chain and how it works over here. Yes. <laughs> okay, Dave. Tell everybody about Decibolic Podcast and where to find you. Live Life Loud, the Decibolic Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Live Life Loud Podcast. You can also find me at the website decibolic.com. Uh, that is the springboard for all things social media and my podcasting platforms as well. Uh, I've just recently gotten on board. My premiere episode is available through anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular podcasting platforms. As always, you can feel free to reach out to me directly by sending an email to info at decibolic.com. Thank you very much. And if I might add, I'll just repeat this again. As I said to you online the other day, Dave, I loved those voices that you've got in the uh, in the bout later on in the episode, that, that pilot episode. I think that's brilliant. Thank you. Yes. Just for a, a little difference rather than starting my first episode right off with an interview, because uh, a couple of my interviews have gone over to spilling into multiple episodes, uh, being new to the podcast scene. I am making mine bite sized. So they're about the length of, a, of an episode of The Office, uh, American or UK version. And with that in mind, uh, it, it makes it pretty easy for someone to squeeze me in between all their other favorite podcasts. So I'm always happy being your second favorite podcast to listen to. But in the pilot episode, I did a multi-voice dramatization of me picking out which microphone I would end up using from that point out to record my future podcast episodes on. Yep. And Adam and Craig's show is all about, like we said, guilty pleasure films such as Arnold Schwarzenegger films uh, um, and B-movies as well. And uh, they're, they're a decent uh, bite-sized length of an episode each as well, I think. Well, I'm glad you think that. <laughs> yeah, we've had some discussion about the length no of No comments. <laughs> okay. Run for under an hour. Uh, once it's been edited so hopefully you can listen it to and from your commute to work is the goal it is and if you've got a longer commute then you can listen to two episodes exactly. there we go nice thank oh, you yeah. 
and catch up with all those great all that great content. Anyway, thank you guys for for talking with me today. Oh, thanks for having us, mate. We really enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. And uh, both of you, have a great Christmas. Yeah, enjoy, thank you very much. Enjoy the new year as well. Great being here with all of yep. you. Have thank a great you. Christmas and happy new year, everyone. Oh, sorry, Dave, I talked to you. Say it again. No. <laughs> it was great getting a chance to talk with you guys today. And thanks for letting me be a part of yet again. Okay, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening to to the show. And I hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us. Dave. Hey, how you doing, Mark? Doing it on the phone. Hey, yeah, it works. Well, it worked for the shows with the uh, with Gil. What's that now? You got the other show with Gil? That's our, record. that, that's our recorded shows with Gil is with the phone. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And it does it as a single sound file that way, though it doesn't save everybody's, which is a bit of a pain. But you know. Can as long as we don't that. all talk over each other too much. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's why I tried to use that control shift A a lot to uh, self mute. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, what's it doing? Is it automatically changing for me? Oh, it's so sweet. Let's not do that. There we go. So, so at six o'clock when it, well, six o'clock my time when it was supposed to start, I had Ethan from Cineflex show up. Yeah. And then, uh, so it was just me and Ethan for about 20 minutes. And then uh, Adam and Craig from their show, they should, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one, this. <laughs> So I've not even really started the show properly yet. Yeah, I I just totally botched it. I'm like, seriously, of all the things that my uh my my boy Ben was deciding to be bouncy, so he got a lot of my attention and I did not look down I'm like, oh yay. Totally forgot what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. I had everything else written down in my little paper day timer except for that. And I'm like, seriously, the one, the one week, I'm like, I know I'm forgetting to write something down. What is it? Yeah. <sighs> so that's, that's where I have been at. Well, the compression's off. So why is it changing it? Adam Craig joining for the chat. Yeah, I mean, they were on. Hello. Oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to do this as a single file.
technical guys and I'm doing it on my phone because it's got a better internet connection than uh, <laughs> my uh, obvious, if uh, that makes sense. It actually, <laughs> it, it, it did. You just started... Uh, oh, okay. we, on us. Oh, we were wondering if that was our side. Yeah, that's uh, you're breaking up there a bit, Martin. My internet's not. Yeah. Right. Let's let's go for this then, shall we? Okay. How did that go? And I'm really sorry about the technical issues. Oh, well, I don't know. No worries, Dave. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Uh-huh. These, these things happen. Oh, yeah. Yes, they, they do with me. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, Dear me. So yeah, I, all the I get to tell Craig if there's any technical issues. That's all good. <laughs> That's good. So, y- you got anything planned then, guys, up to the run up to Christmas? Are you, are you all working? Uh, we're, uh, well, Craig's actually, because um, he's gone full time screenwriting, he's actually leaving his job. As of this week, quitting the day job. Yeah, and then Good for you, there's the dream. Living the dream. I, on the other hand, uh, still grinding. <laughs> and then I will be going on holiday from this Friday, so I'll be taking uh, annual leave that no one's taken this year, because uh, obviously it's all been uh, most of my time's been spent locked indoors and in lockdown. So uh, I'm actually going to take a deserving week off work. Yeah, nothing too exciting ready for another full lockdown in January probably yeah a lot of room around that <laughs> oh my yes yeah. oh yeah I'll tell you what Martin do you just want to um, send us like an email or like a number I can we can get you out or, and then we can just message from there or should I just message you on Instagram you can do that I don't, I don't even mind um, on Instagram in a private message we can we can share numbers if you want that's easier all right thank you very much guys have a lovely christmas everyone and i'm sure i'll probably end up talking to dave again before christmas the way we're going all right guys we'll catch you guys later the story yeah the story behind this quickly adam and craig is that 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 dave uh he does this show and we we got together for the first time last week to chat in a show we met for the first time in a chat for a Christmas music show. Mm. And then we, we spilled over an hour later, we were supposed to do the film, the film-based one, and nobody turned up that did film podcast. Oh, so we right. ended up doing a show there, and then we've sort of stayed in touch since then. So it's almost like Dave's become the second host of the groups, you know, so... Yeah, I think Dave's. I think Dave's just nat- naturally good at chat- chatting with people. I think he's got a natural way about him. He's got a quite smooth voice as well. Oh, silver oh thanks. Yeah, nice silver tongue. Appreciate that. <laughs> Agreed. Anyway, thank oh, you guys. Have a lovely Christmas. Catch you soon. Yeah, bye. See you guys. Have a good one. See you. Bye. 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 See you.